been carrying around a Christmas card in my bag for your family for a week and then I looked for it this morning and I couldn't find it. I'll give it to you next year. Oh, <laughs> 
for this special moment together to remember that you came for us. Thank you, God. Lord, as we come together this morning, we ask, I'm asking, Lord, that each of us in our hearts would know the drawing of your strong love. And that by your grace, you would help us to respond to you. In Jesus' name. So if you've got some space in the middle of your aisle, I wonder if you wouldn't mind just shuffling as close to the centre as you can so there's nothing, so that all the spare seats are left on the edges. And if you've got some spare seats on the edges, could you just stick your hand up so that we can shuffle some people over? So we've got a whole heap of chairs right at the front here if you're brave enough to come to the front. <laughs> Always empty in the front, isn't it? Plenty of seats here at the front. There's a few seats at the front over here. Any other spare seats around the place? There's two seats over here. Thank you. We could auction them off, couldn't we? <laughs> we could have the offering a bit later, but if you get started early, that would be alright. Well, it's so good to have you with us this morning. So good to have a full house and... Uh, Happy Christmas to you. <laughs> so I don't know what you say this morning uh, to people, whether you say Merry Christmas, or Happy Christmas, or Happy Festive Season, or Happy Holidays. We're kind of encouraged to be more and more politically correct. But um, this morning we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. And there's two contemporary things going on um, in Australia that remind me of just how special today is. first one is um, with bushfires ravaging our land, it's been really saddening to me to see all the hatred and the blame that's been going on. You've got people blaming the Greens because there's too much, too much bush to be burned. You've got people blaming the climate deniers because they're not doing enough to address um, climate change. You've got people blaming the Prime Minister because he went away for a few days. You've got, it's kind of like, not, let's pull together and help each other, but let's kind of throw angry barbs at each other. And Christmas reminds us that God <coughs> is not a God who angrily blames, but God is the one who comes and takes the blame in, the, in his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Because we know Jesus didn't come just to be born, but he came to die. He came to die in our place. But God's angry finger is not pointing to us, but God's arms of love are open wide to us. And we hope this morning that you would have a sense in your heart of the wide open arms of God extended to you through his son, who came for you. The second thing that I noticed on the news was at a shopping centre recently, Westfield Shopping Centre, I think it was, I'm not advertising, and they had this fantastic idea, you can see how our three lights are suspended from the ceiling there, there's no gift vouchers in there, just in case you can start to get excited. 
so they had hundreds of balloons suspended in nets in a certain place in the shopping centre, and at a certain moment in time, the nets would be released, and the balloons would fall to the ground, and if you got a balloon, and would have burst that balloon, then inside that would be a gift voucher that you could spend in the Westfield Shopping Centre. The trouble was, the people were so determined to get a gift voucher to spend that they trampled over each other, and four people are now in hospital because of this uh, incident. And what it reminds me of is it's uh, kind of in our human nature to determinedly grab for ourselves. And Christmas reminds us that we have a God who is determined to give. And he's been determined to give before even the beginning of time. Let me read to you from Luke chapter 1. This is a, the words of a fellow named Zechariah. Zechariah was told by an angel that his wife, who hadn't been able to fall pregnant, would have a baby, a very special baby, because this baby would go ahead of the Son of God, the Saviour of the world, to make sure everyone knew who he was, and that was John the Baptist. But Zechariah didn't actually believe the angel when the angel said, your wife's going to have a, a child. He said to the angel, how do I know this is going to happen? And the angel said, well, because you didn't believe, you're not going to be able to say anything now until the baby's born. So the words I'm about to read to you are after at least nine months of silence. What would you say if you were unable to speak for nine months at least? What would be your first words? So the first words he said, actually, as my kids reminded me yesterday, was, his name is John. So he's just confirming that the name of his child is John when the child is born. But then, filled with the Holy Spirit, he prophesied, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet. These words come to us this morning. 2,000 years later, on whom the rising sun shines again this morning, that we have the knowledge that God has come for us. He's provided for us salvation through the forgiveness of our sins. Don't you think that's good? Don't you think that's good enough to come together for this morning? So we're so glad you're here. 
a few things to bring to your attention. You've got some little cards in front of you in the seats, right there in front of you. If you're out in the foyer, then there's plenty of cards if you want to come in and grab one. And at the back of this building, in cream boxes, that's where those cards belong. We'd love for you to let us know that you've been here this morning. And if there's anything you'd like us to talk with you about, pray with you about, anything uh, you'd like to talk about at all, then just um, write your details there and slip it in the box at the back. We'd love for you to come again next week, 8.15, 10am or 6pm. But if you're one of our regulars, this is very important notice because some of us don't cope with change very well. Put your hand up if you don't cope with change very well. Even if someone asks you to put your hand up, see, you're doing really well. You've grown this morning. Put your hand up if you love change. Okay. And you don't love people telling you what to do either, do you? There's probably a lot more of you than put your hand up. So next week, if you're used to coming in, finding your spot, settling in, Everything flows as you expect it to. You have a cup of tea and you go home. You might struggle next week. It's going to be different. I'm not telling you any more than that. It's going to be different. Should I tell them more about children? No, let's not tell them more than that. Uh, we're going to be give you an opportunity to give this morning. Don't feel any pressure to give, but it's an opportunity for you to give. And that money goes towards our community kitchen. Sorry, Lynn and Di, I didn't ask your permission to show your photo this morning. But on Wednesday nights, um, there's a good feed here on for those who really need it. And that's where the money's going to this morning. So while that's happening, we're going to have a special video from our kids' church. Thank you. 
only to find she was upside down all this time. An inversion to be set right. The undoing. The unhappening. The undressing of God's purpose. The reversal of a curse. The slaying of a serpent. Testaments, books, chapters and verses. You could say I'm captivated by contrast, like how an innocent hope is a threat to those whose rule rests alone on cardboard thrones, or like a royal who would sooner spoil the gold of their soul than to bend the knee and abandon fantasies of control. I hate the fact I can relate to that. Because I too want a realm to reign, a captain's helm, a commonwealth, some division or domain. Hand me a kingdom, a crown, a scepter or something. And the truth is you do as well. But oh, that ambition fades in the face of Emmanuel. I approach. Wonder's key unlocks my treasure box heart. The precious prize is kept within a surrendered and handed out. You can call that the beautiful amnesty. You see, I've travelled so far to get here. Like, I am from here, and I'm not. This newborn king is my born king, and wherever he reigns, I belong. Thank you.
Good morning, everyone. It's such a joy to come together uh, to celebrate uh, the birth of the Christ child. And this morning, what I would like to do is speak with you about this very first Christmas. Let's pray. Father in heaven, uh, we're asking that just as uh, a light shines in the darkness through your sun, that you would uh, shine even now in our hearts, Lord, that light would shine, that hope would rise, uh, Lord, that salvation would be happening and accomplished, uh, even through this word that you give us, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Many, many years ago, uh, on the very first Christmas, a, a baby was born. When he was born, uh, there was no houses or hotels or motels that were empty, and so the only place that his parents could find to lay him was in was in a feed trough. The baby, uh, this birth, had been predicted for seven hundred years. So seven hundred years earlier, a prophet, the prophet Isaiah, that Kathy just uh, read for us had predicted that a child would be born, a special baby. And God was speaking at the time to a people who had been crushed terribly by a very powerful and ruthless army. Uh, these people of God were going through terrible hardship because a great army had come and brutally um, attacked them. It was a time of darkness and distress for them. And this is what was predicted. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. These people, for whom hope had been quenched and, and Dreams had been shattered. These people who felt like uh, everything was lost and they had been crushed. These people that felt only darkness was covering them. <coughs> the prophet says, have seen a great light. A light has dawned. What was this light? The scriptures tell us. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. A child is born into great darkness, into the middle of enemy power, a son is given. In the midst of the place where dreams are shattered and hope is all gone, the prophet says, a light has, called, uh, has dawned, a, a light of God's favour, God's goodness, God's faithfulness is coming. This child will be 
a bright light in a dark world. Did you notice something special about this child? It says that a child will be born and a son will be given. A child born as in human parentage, and yet this son is given from heaven, from God. A human parentage, and yet given from God. A light shining. So that when this little baby was born on this first Christmas that this baby that had been for centuries predicted, an angel comes and announces to the shepherds in the field. The angel says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. Baby, do what will he do? It says the government will be on his shoulders. That means the government of the of the world will rest on this baby's shoulders. He will one day rule the world. He will make everything right, everything dark, everything that's bad. He will put right. The government shall be on his shoulders. You know, this is an amazing thing. Because if you and I wanted to sort out the problems in the world, and the pain, and the hardship, and the heartache, and the, and the lostness, and the loneliness in the world, if we wanted to get rid of evil, and, and, and oppose the army of darkness and evil, what we would do is that we would amass a bigger army. We would deploy a war machine stronger than the enemy. What does God do? God sends a little baby, a child. God sends a child. And this baby is going to be mightier than all the Assyrian army that is attacking the people of God at that time. And this little baby, more powerful than all the evil and darkness of the world. This baby, a gift from heaven to the earth with tremendous, powerful authority to overcome darkness. And it says here, Isaiah says that he will have four names. And here are the names that he lists. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. That means that he will make wise plans. That word wonderful could mean supernatural, heavenly. Do you know our human plans often end in disaster and failure? But by this one, he will be a king with great wisdom, a wonderful counsel. He will be called Mighty God. This child will have the title of God himself. That word mighty sounds like um, he's going to be a warrior. God's true might will rest on him so strong that he can absorb all the evil of the world. He will be called Everlasting Father. 
The one who protects, the one who cares, the one whose strength is given for his children that he loves. He will be called the Prince of Peace. Perhaps placed last because it's the crowning title. His reign will bring about peace for the nations. If this baby has all these, these glorious names, if he is the Son of God and is so very, very great, why was he born in such humble circumstances? Why was he born to poor parents, to like a peasant woman? Why was he laid in a feed trough? Why was God coming on this very first Christmas in the person of his son like that? And the reason is that God was coming down. He was coming all the way down to our pain and darkness. He was coming down all the way to our discouragement and our brokenness. And he was coming all the way down in the, purpose of, in the person of his son to bring a light, to bring a light that would dawn in our hearts. How could he ever do this? How could this little baby accomplish this? Because... You would think if someone was going to come into the world to put darkness to flight and to conquer all evil, that he would come with tremendous shattering authority. But God's way is different. Comes as a baby, fragile, vulnerable to attack, vulnerable to being hurt, vulnerable to being damaged. God comes helpless. Can you imagine the God of the universe coming in the person of his son helpless to this world? What good is that going to do? What, 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 what is that ever going to accomplish? And not only that, but when this baby grows up and gets to the end of his life, he's helpless on a cross. Squirming, helpless on a cross. Helpless in birth. Helpless in death, how can that how can that be any good? How can he be a help to the world? Do you know that there's two ways that God can sort out the trouble and the um, pain and the evil of this world? One is that he could wipe out everything with his power, and that's dangerous for us because we're part of that. But the other way is that God can come in great mercy in a fragile baby that will come in love to die for the world. Someone has to pay for all the bad stuff in the world. And God says, I will come in the person of my son as this baby, and God is saying, I will pay. I will, I'm coming in love and in mercy and in strength, but the strength is clothed in vulnerability. Look, God exercises his power this way, not like the world's way, 
not by picking up sticks, not by picking up guns. That's not the way the, that God exercises his peace. The way God exercises his authority is not by picking up weapons, but becoming as a vulnerable baby and, and sending him in the person of his son to die on a cross. And then in tremendous power to rise again, to conquer evil and death and hell. Do you know, death in this one is conquered. Extreme power, everlasting Father, mighty God, Prince of Peace. How is that so? Because God has come in a fragile baby to reverse the damage and the pain of this world to bring peace, the Christmas gift, to every heart and every life. He's welcoming us back into his arms and saying, come back under my loving, peaceful reign. I wonder if there's fighting and conflict in your life. I wonder if there's turmoil disappointment, and shattered dreams. I wonder if there's hopelessness and, and lostness. And God is speaking to you this morning because this baby that was given, who, who was given as this precious gift to the world, has died is reigning now and is calling anyone that will trust in him to enter that peace that only he can give. You say, well, where is the peace? Where is the peace in this world with so much heartache and pain? Where is it if he is so well promised? Where is that peace? But this, that you might have said, the, the, the people that were suffering from the Assyrian army back 700 years before Christ they might have said the same thing. But God's promise was true. It was a light. And he has been born. And he is risen. And he is now offering a peace. A peace like no one else can give. In Christ, there is invested an authority to bring peace to the world. And peace to your life. And peace to my life. You know, right at the end of this passage, it says, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. God is calling a people to himself to rule over them in peace. And it says, the very last verse says, and the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The Lord is going to accomplish this. The zeal of the Lord. That means that God has got a passionate commitment of love for his people and he will not be stopped. No one will stand in his way. No one will stop him. He will bring his rule of peace. It doesn't matter what evil forces stand against him or want to oppose him or want to undo his plan. In the zeal of the Lord will accomplish this reign of peace. The very power of God is accomplished 
by God coming as a fragile baby, helpless in birth, helpless in death, but rising himself with new life so that we could rise too, so that we could have hope too, so that evil and pain and darkness do not have the final word, but that he has the final word. I want to call you again to this moment to consider what God has done. Coming in weakness and in vulnerability, coming in all love and through weakness exercising the most tremendous power that's ever been exercised on the world. You think an atomic bomb is powerful? It's got no power to change the human heart. But here... This one, this law has come as a person. Gift to the world to melt our hearts that we might believe. And he wants to restore all things, reverse all the pain and the darkness and the sadness in our lives and to raise us with him in Rome and take us as his people, loved by him, held by him, so I'm encouraging you this morning to trust again on that gift that God has given from on high. Trust again in this precious one. Will you not bow and take his rule, his rule of peace and goodness over your life and that he might carry you even through this pain-filled world um, that you might have hope and strength and joy as you look forward to it. Lord, we look to you in hope. We thank you for the light that is dawning in Christ. There's no one like him. No beauty, no sacrifice, no love, no goodness like him. And we thank you, Lord, that the gift that you give us on that very first Christmas day, you still offer to us even now the goodness of peace. Jesus' name. We'd like to stand with sing one final song this morning. Oh!
Christmas, my friend. <laughs> Merry Christmas, General. Thank mm -hmm. you. 